0: Welcome back to the Pursuit of Property podcast. Today we have episode one of season three. Today we're joined by two investors and agents with real broker, Vanessa Reyes, JT Contrastano. Hey guys. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about your guys' investment in Ohio. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having us on.
0: Absolutely.
2: It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah. So you guys uh, have been realtors
1: for a while. Yeah. Can you give a little background about your experience in real estate? Yeah, so we got licensed together nine years ago?
2: Our license numbers are one number apart. Wow. No way. <laughs> they no. are. That's pretty
1: impressive. <laughs> Took the test right together and I think I finished just slightly before. Like she was actually but
2: two minutes before, but I was counting. counting. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: she was probably done ahead and like I don't want to leave this guy behind and I finished <laughs> <and> I was like, I'm <laughs> out of here, you know. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah.
0: So nine years ago and you guys have been working as agents since, or what's that looked like for you?
1: Yeah, so we got licensed nine years ago. We both had uh, did it part time, like most realtors kind of stumble into the career. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a full time mixed martial artist at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, was doing it just to get a paycheck in between fights. So, really? yeah, I would train full time, fight every uh, you know three to six months was the goal, and then if I could sell a house every three to six months, life was great. Really? Sweet. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah.
0: And Vanessa, you were doing fighting as well? or? <laughs>
2: I'm a lover, not a fighter. Uh, so I was actually um, assistant managing a seized candy store. No really. Yeah. So I rocked a little white outfit. Uh, they, they pay really good. So okay. I was kind of the breadwinner for us and paid the bills while trying to get a real estate deal every here and there. And then finally we like jumped Mm. full speed in.
1: When was that? About four years ago, four and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah, started doing it full time. I got my broker's license two years ago. um, And now this is all I do. It's instead of fighting and training seven days a week, we just do real estate day and night.
0: Yeah. It seems like you guys have always been pretty busy since I've known you. I've only known you guys for a couple of years. Did you guys right off the bat, were you investing using that money? Or what were you guys doing before you guys started buying out of state?
1: Yeah, so we went uh, kind of backwards. We had full intention to invest. We actually had a couple uh, start selling multifamily units about four years ago and had three of them through a client that was perfect units all lined up. Um, the same time we were looking to expand where we were living mm-hmm. and upgrade our primary. Um, so we put an offer on a house instead of going after the multifamily Market was still busy and crazy at the time. It was a perfect location. Mm -hmm. We ended up getting beat out. Um, So then we dove full into those three multifamilies, locked up two of them, and we get a call from that primary saying, hey, our first offer fell apart. We had another backup ahead of you. That fell apart. You have full full chance at this if you want it. So we decided to – we pulled out of our our investments, and we actually pursued the primary residence – um, and then for the last two years, we just literally dumped all our money into it. So we, we put, uh, it was a complete gut. So we redid mm-hmm. floors, fixtures, cabinets, countertops, knock gotcha. down walls, added onto the house, bathrooms. So I mean, you guys have yeah. flip property. You know, yeah. it was a head to toe just fun remodel.
2: Okay,
0: so you were you actually had gotten into escrow for the multi units? Yeah. Okay, yes. and then you guys chose to go with the personal residence. Right.
2: Yes, it was more uh, my choice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you both got to be happy with it. Have you been happy with that property? It seems like now it's probably really, really nice and all yours.
1: Yeah, we're fortunate with all the work we put in and then obviously the increasing market, mm-hmm. like it's doubled in price. So mm. that's been nice because the multifamilies have also really increased in price. And, yeah. you know, it's like, ah, that could have been the better way to go with steady cash flow and mm-hmm. nice California appreciation before mm-hmm. the the rising market. But
0: yeah. 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 And so you just it was something where you wanted the comfort of having your own home or if you don't mind me asking. Obviously.
1: Yeah.
2: So we were living in the first house that he actually bought it in 2008 uh, by Fresno State. And we had had roommates and we're ready to kind of grow up and get our own place. And the call that the escrow had fallen out came on my birthday actually and so i was like we gotta do it (laughs) it's
1: It's a
3: birthday present present. exactly (laughs) exactly
2: but we love it it's in northwest fresno our friends live in the neighborhood we golf cart around everywhere oh
3: that's perfect perfect. Yeah. yeah so obviously we wanted to bring you guys in our season three is focused on out of state investing And I know you guys just picked something up out in Ohio. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about kind of the ramp up and the background on why Ohio, how it kind of all, you know, kind of fell into the right place in order to move forward with that.
1: Yeah. So we had started looking um, back. Once we finished the remodel, we had started looking again in Fresno Mm because it's like we know Fresno, we live Mm -hmm. here, we love it. Um, and the market was just completely different from when we were selling multifamilies to now when we can afford to purchase again. Right. And so for us, like once you have your primary taken care of, investments is all like monopoly. It doesn't matter where it's at. It's meant to cash flow. It's meant to be an asset. So when we realized Fresno is long, no longer feasible, it's like what is? Mm-hmm. Um, so started doing our research just like you guys did. Um, love. All the red states because they're landlord friendly you know mm-hmm. red and purple mm-hmm. is what our first decision was that's yeah, where okay. we want to be um but places like texas arizona you know utah th- those were all too filled with californians already they'd driven up prices <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. so we kind of narrowed it down we liked the east coast we liked um the carolinas we'd started mm. looking there Um, really liked Ohio, started looking at Indiana because we knew you guys were kind of looking over there. Mm -hmm. Um, But Ohio, we ended up settling on, uh, after studying the market, it was very similar to Fresno, Cleveland specifically, like the city was just laid out pretty, pretty similar. It made sense.
2: The demographics of it all, like you go from million dollar homes to like slums in like a three mile radius, kind of Mm -hmm. just like how Fresno is laid out. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I felt kind of comfortable with that.
0: And so when you said that you guys were looking at all those different states, I mean, were you going and like looking at specific metrics or were you guys traveling there? What were you doing when you were looking at different markets? We
2: almost bought plane tickets to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. We
1: had an eight unit on a golf course in North Carolina that was beautiful. Um, that we had worked out a deal, and then the Ohio properties kind of came full circle, and so we ended up abandoning the North Carolina. The wow. return
2: was just...
1: Twice as good. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, so I mean, wow. it was it was nice. We liked the idea of North Carolina because you get a great return still, mm-hmm. beautiful state, and it's like, right. oh, we can go visit. Like, that's a cool... It's a good place. Yeah, yeah. it's a cool place to go check out. Um, but she would literally, we'd, we'd look on the computer, we'd be on, you know, Zillow, LoopNet, Craxy, just checking what's out there, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, you know, she would find or identify properties and I would hit, hit the phones, calling realtors like, Hey, explain to me your market. Tell me about, and anybody that would let me bend their ear, I would talk to you. Right. Um, so yeah, I got a feel for kind of each, each Avenue, each place. Um, and then just lucked out on Ohio because we had identified three properties that we're seriously considering and nobody would call us back. It's like, what is going on with these realtors? It mm-hmm. sounds
0: identical to what happened <laughs> to us. <laughs> exactly what happened. <laughs> I don't know if it was the 559 area
1: code or what, but I would leave voicemails like, Hey, I've got money. I'm ready to buy. This is what I want to buy. If you call me back, I'll do it through you. Hmm. Um, if I get that call, I'm leaving the podcast to go do that. That's exactly <laughs> right. no, We're the same way. Yep. Yeah, We had a hard
0: time as well. We, we called around a whole bunch of brokers and I mean, we had brokers completely ghost us. We had a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And the broker we work with now was a referral. Oh, wow. So who knows what, what would have happened if we didn't have that referral. <laughs> right, right. I wonder why that is.
1: I don't know. Commercial may be a little different. Those guys are more 9 to 5, don't work weekends, yeah. nights. and I have no idea. But, yeah, we, uh, the, the property we wanted most was represented by a brokerage that the guys on the actual listing wouldn't call us back. So I went through the company's Rolodex. And I just started calling, call, call, call. By the sixth call, I finally get um, somebody to pick up. And literally my first words out of my mouth were, I don't care if you're good or bad at your job. As long as you answer when I call, you'll be my realtor for life there. Like I will always call you. And so we've been great ever since. Fortunately, the property she showed us, uh, you know, didn't work out. And she's like, well, would you be interested in this other one that's off market? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll consider <laughs> Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <Like>, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she took us to the property, like we did everything through FaceTime, she was great. She'd FaceTime us through the property, got us all the numbers. Um, The seller had been managing it all himself and had filled it with his friends and colleagues Mm -hmm. over a 20 year period. And uh, so super under rented, great tenants. Uh, So then we made the mistake of once we had locked it up, we flew out and we actually met some of the tenants. Mm -hmm. so did, did you give them their phone number
2: <laughs> my heart was breaking for these people I, like all she like, just gets I, attached I, I just like love them like oh my god we're raising rent on you so yeah. sorry so yeah. sorry
0: well you were doing all the research or not the research necessarily but you were finding the deals initially like so you were doing all the digging to try to find something both of us yeah
2: both of us so i had to have a complete mind switch mind states bleh, i can't talk um am i trying to say mindset mindset switch yes uh mindset switch because i'm thinking investment but my mind also is going to like oh we can go vacation here Mm. and like he's like no like these are going to be rented like we have to get the income Mm -hmm. from them so Mm -hmm.
1: some of these properties we're looking at i mean you guys know you get some in pretty rough shape Mm -hmm. and she's like who would ever live there i was like it doesn't matter if you can't picture living there. Somebody will like, we'll clean it up. We'll make it presentable and nice, but one bedroom, one bath is perfect for someone. doesn't fit your needs, but we'll, we'll find that person out there.
3: And that's kind of the same mindset. That reminds me of like when, when you're flipping a property, I'm, I mean, you don't got to put all the bells and whistles in there that would make you want to live there and, and spend more money and decrease your profit margin. If you ma- make it nice and just put in all the basic stuff, someone's gonna fall in love with it regardless, right. of, even right. if it's not you. Yeah. So.
2: Exactly.
0: So you guys were were you only looking at commercial? Were you looking at any single family homes or one through four or anything like
1: that? No, so I have a couple different clients that do like a couple different schools of thought. One of them loves just single family homes, but he specifically wants it in gated communities. He loves HOAs, even though there's that extra payment, because he's like, My property's always gonna stay up in value. You're going to have some Karen on the HOA board that's going to be upset if he's got too many cars in front of the house, if the weeds get big. You know. So he loves that model of single family. And in California, you see those massive appreciation swings. Mm-hmm. Um, out of state like Ohio, you will get some appreciation over the years, but that's not what you're banking on. Gotcha. It's the return on cash flow. So for us over there, it's like I wanted it all at one location. I want it under one roof, so it's easy to manage, easy to watch. It's like I have one roof to check on. I have one property manager to deal with on, you know, it's number 11 that's a problem. It's not multiple addresses that I have to focus on or anything like that. Hmm.
3: So how many units is that property or how many units are you guys up to out there? How many total doors? You have So
1: yeah, we have 11 units in Ohio. We have our primary here and then the single family here in Fresno as well as a rental. And then we have a 14 unit out there again that uh, we're in escrow with right now. Nice. Trying to, trying to figure out. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. You had mentioned earlier that you guys like the red states. I think that's a pretty common thing because with especially like a year like 2020 with like the eviction issues and all that, it's helpful. Yeah. Um, what other metrics were you guys looking at are you more cash flow based it sounds like versus maybe some investors whose strategy is appreciation
1: yeah absolutely so cash flow is exactly what we're looking for um, that was appreciation it's like great if it if it does some perfect it's cherry on top mm-hmm. but we just want to see that monthly return um, and then obviously just trying to make it as acceptable and high as possible mm-hmm. fortunately the units we got I mean one bedroom one bath our lowest paying tenant was 325. One bedroom, one bath, clean. Like it was not a demolished, it, it was a clean, Super nice, clean. cute, wow. cute unit. I'm moving to Cleveland. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why I, I walked in and I was like, I actually wouldn't mind living here. <laughs>
0: just blew my mind. I was like, that's amazing. So what would be the market rent for that?
1: So we, we're we doing it in phases. We have 11 units, as we said. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go through and just strategically raise rent. Uh Didn't want to be those complete slumlords and um just coming in double or whatever it is right yeah, off the bat Right yeah. off the, yeah. that's what they're worried <laughs> drive, about they're like these. Drive
2: out the they're coming from hollywood and they're <laughs> raising rents like goddamn mm, california
1: <laughs> yeah so we took our three most troublesome tenants really there was one guy that i had a problem with he would smoke indoors after being told repeatedly not to mm-hmm. um so she asked you know i'm talking to the property manager who would you or how much would you like to raise rent i was like tell him 2000 bucks. Like, you know, there's no cap. like whatever he's willing to pay as high as you can get it. I would prefer if he moved out, yeah. you know, like it's no love loss for me if he's gone and that thing sits vacant. Mm-hmm. Right. So we doubled his rent and then two other guys, we have uh, another guy who's a pretty bad hoarder and uh, his, his was pretty rough. We just wanted to get in there and clean it up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So yeah, we, we ended up doubling three of uh, those two. And then uh, another tenant was scheduled to move out. Mm. So his unit has already gone up for 700 uh, and, and been filled. Good. yeah. Nice. So we got that right away. The other two were waiting on them to actually leave. This is the month where we're sorting it all out. Yeah. But gave them the notice, and now next week we should be able to kind of start working on it.
0: Yeah. We had we got kind of lucky. Um, in South Bend, I don't know if it's the same in Cleveland. It's pretty close. Um, in South Bend, if your tenant doesn't like you, they leave instead of trying to Oh, leave. nice. That's our experience is that they leave. Um, so we've already turned three units of our, we had nine, we sold one. We turned three units. We have another that just became vacant from an eviction that we did. Um, and we have one other unit we'll need to turn. But nice. are you planning on turning like all of your units eventually, or are you hoping to keep them in there for 20 more years?
1: No, so ideally we'd like to, in in a year's time, like a, a year or less is kind of the, the goal that I have. Mm-hmm. I would obviously love to see the immediate 700 in, in all 11 units. But at the same time, I didn't want a rebellion to join forces against me. and <laughs> Nobody move out and nobody pay. <laughs> right. So strategically, it's like we got the first three happening. Then we'll move on to three more, and we'll just keep doing it in phases. That way, if we do run into problems, it's only a you know a quarter of the building.
0: Yeah, that's one thing that I think is really beneficial of the multifamily is that you guys have you know such a balance. Like it's diversified. Mm-hmm. Where like if we evict a tenant, like that house is losing us a lot of money. Right. Versus. Right you guys maybe are able to hedge your bets like what you're talking about
1: right well and you guys found them for great prices too so i mean you're you, you can yeah. float that and, and make it buy but that's mm-hmm. kind of where my head's always been i love like triplex isn't up because if you have a single family and like you said somebody's not willing to pay or sitting tight not moving out mm-hmm. it's like you're making that stroke and then duplex same thing it's like you're still struggling triplex generally is you know you get one guy not paying it's like it's covered. It's guys. okay. I'm just not making profit Yeah. Right. Right. for plexing up. It's like, you're still making a profit for your yeah. headaches. Yeah.
3: So what's your guys's financing strategy for what was it for those 11? And then what is it for your 14? Are you guys looking to burr? Are you guys doing private money? Are you guys doing the down payment thing? What's kind of your guys's strategy out there with those units?
1: Yeah. So each one's kind of been different. The first one, um, we, just struggled to find uh, somebody to, to broker it out. Mm-hmm. We did the full down payment, but it was really hard to find somebody who was willing to lend on it.
3: Really? Um, yeah. The Cause
1: the 11 unit. Yeah. It wasn't considered big enough for some commercial guys. Like a lot of people didn't want to waste their time with it.
0: If you don't, if you don't mind asking what purchase price was it?
1: Yeah. So we got it a great deal. 400,000.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) 400,000
1: to give you like the quick rundown, uh, 400,000 making 52,000 a year right now projected by the end of the year, we'll be at 84,000 overall gross. So what's your cap on that? I I you have to run off the, the numbers of not head? off the top of my head. I haven't ran That's the numbers insane. again. Holy crap! So yeah, we just kind of settled everything up with the property manager. She was giving me ideas of what we thought we could be able to rent it for, and like our new numbers. So we're projecting we have five um, just studios. Those should be going for you know six fifty to seven hundred, depending on the condition we get mm-hmm. them in. And then the one bedrooms, one bath, seven hundred to seven fifty. Good for you. And so, so
0: you couldn't find a
1: commercial broker with those kinds of numbers. I I was amazed. I was like, I would wow. I would loan me money, but. I don't know, maybe I'm biased, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Where were you looking?
1: So all around um, Cleveland, we called local banks, trying to see if we could deal with anybody out there, credit (laughs) unions. (laughs) Um, reached out to every contact I have in Fresno and everybody's, it's out of state, man. Like, you know, every, all the 50 States lenders have license in California because California and New York have obviously the greatest property or, or price and mm-hmm. they have a high turnover. Mm-hmm. All the other States, it's like, no, I'm not getting license there. I'm going to do a deal yeah. for 150,000. Right. Why man, would too, I, right? yeah. Why would I waste my time? So it was really hard to find somebody out there. Um, through one of my contacts here, we found a mortgage broker who set us all up, got us taken care of. Um we went in 35% down. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So got the property all locked up. Um and now for the 14 unit, we've kind of dumb luck again, all through this agent, by the way, who was the greatest find. The the one
2: that answered her phone. The (laughs) one that answered her phone.
1: It's another off market deal. Um and the seller wants seller financing. So that's clutch. Perfect. Nice and easy. And this guy actually owns I'm told uh, we've seen four others, but a hundred units that he wants to slow. He's coming to the end of his years of of renting and managing. He wants to slowly dump off over the next few years. So I said, I'll buy everything. That's
0: really, and he wants to do seller financing just to keep that income and not not pay tax on it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your guys' relationship with your realtor like? I know you said you guys were FaceTiming and stuff, all your properties. Do you guys talk to her a lot still? Or how does that work? We
2: yeah. do, we do. Yes. Yeah, so. She'll be invited to our wedding probably. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's been great. She uh she calls texts. like she she'll let me text her at all hours of the night. Like she works like we do. So yeah. I mm-hmm. admire that. I like it. Like she doesn't mind early texts or late calls. Um, you know, if she's busy, she's busy, she'll get back to me when she does. But mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's been super on top of it. Found all these off-market deals, and then got us connected to this guy who now wants to potentially dump it all off. So, wow. and is all this stuff in Cleveland, or is yeah. it kind of spread all no, it's in Cleveland? All in Cleveland.
2: Cleveland, and then um, the other <laughs> suburb to Cleveland, which is Lakewood.
0: Lakewood, nice. Okay.
3: And is your guys's plan to? I mean, it sounds like I mean that 11-unit, 400k. 82 gross by the end of the year are you guys looking to stay in cleveland and just kind of build out from there or are you guys already looking at other places or just kind of want to build it up from where you guys are right now
1: so if everything works out with this guy if he's serious about Mm -hmm. i'd be happy with cleveland i don't know how i would afford all those properties yet but the how i'll figure out later like that's uh that's something that you know, it's a future problem for JT, not mm-hmm. not a today problem. Yeah. So that's where I want to stay is Cleveland um, and just build all those out because the returns there, I understand the market. Um, it, it Really, when we went out, so we flew out to see the 11 unit while we were in escrow, um, meet the tenants, meet the inspector, go through it, just make sure everything looked clean and good. And then we had filled up a full tank of gas. So I said, buckle up. We're driving the whole city. We spent six, seven hours just so I could learn, stri- like, My first job was a a pizza delivery guy and that's how I know Fresno so well is because I was looking at a (laughs) a map back in the day driving streets. Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: (laughs) So can you fill us in, Um, we're going to have a whole different episode about property management, but just out of curiosity, you guys went to Cleveland. It didn't sound like you had any prior familiarity with it. How did you guys meet your property manager?
1: So fortunately we have obviously a mutual friend, Jason who, um, Jason and Benny had helped us out and I think the same property manager you guys are using. Mm-hmm. They're out there as well. Yeah. So, so you're, so you're also with Vanessa. Yeah. yeah. She's been taking oh, no care no of it. So she's been taking care of it. That's there awesome. You
3: How was your guys' experience? I mean, you guys have said the three tenants out there, you know, the hoarder guy, the guy who's smoking and stuff. I mean, it sounds like outside of that so far, it sounds like it's been like a pretty good gig out there for you guys has there been anything troublesome outside of those kind of little problematic tenants that's popped up or anything you guys didn't expect when you guys have been going through this whole thing
2: not really the only big thing that happened was the day that escrow closed there was a crazy windstorm and then it knocked out like all the power Mm. and so we found out like the building didn't have power for several hours and i said well that's why we property management. They're not calling us. I have power and I'm here. So, yeah. yeah. But no, no it's, there were no surprises. Really.
1: Fortunately, like we had a great inspector. Uh, went out, went through the whole building. Um, got to meet the seller too. It was just a weird circumstance. Like everybody wanted to meet us when we mm-hmm. were supposed to be there. Like we were scheduled to be there at nine in the morning. There was like a, a welcoming parade of tenants, <laughs> and there's you know 15 people at the front doors waiting for these californians to come walking up yeah and so we got to meet the seller uh you know walk through with the realtor we, we met the tenants of each building they're all waiting for us that's uh, awesome. our property manager was there it was you know first time meeting everybody so yeah. it's just like a big party the yeah. seller's telling us like everything that he probably shouldn't be telling us you know disclosing but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah disclosing, but, uh, but... disclosing like oh, i don't care about that man you know like yeah you where is that too because
0: you're a realtor i think a lot of the out-of-state stuff that's helped us as being realtors, like we knew to get a home inspection too and stuff like that. Right. I think people are more comfortable talking to us because we're usually less scared yeah. about things. Like if you say the word mold, like I'm not going to panic. Right. Um Did you guys walk through each of the 11 units?
1: Yeah. Yes. So that's we actually, awesome. they had planned for us to be there. Wow. Um, got us in all 11 units. Um Yeah. The inspector was great. Went through head to toe of, of everything, any kind of little thing that he saw come up, the seller was following the inspector around. He's like, oh, I'll take care of that. Like, it's not a problem, we'll get it wrapped up. So we didn't even really have to submit a request for repair because the seller- He was already kind of doing it. Yeah. Yep.
0: Wow. Have you guys had a lot of maintenance or repairs?
1: So just interning the building, not actual like, um, you know, tenants, tenant requests. So just like as this first tenant moved out, like we had blinds that were damaged. Hmm. Um, and he was a good tenant when we met him. You know, she she was out there met him, liked him. It was like a fifty dollar blind charge, and she's like, "Don't charge him." <laughs> all right. <laughs> he, he had said they were like that when he moved in there, and he was a nice guy. I was yeah. like, oh, "I'll give you the benefit of the doubt." Yeah. You know, like, whatever. You're not hurting for fifty dollars. Yeah,
2: exactly. And like, since we got to meet all of them, like, we wanted to like build that rapport. And so as we were walking through each of the units, he was doing a really good job, like. Hey, is there anything you don't like? Is there anything that's been bothering you? What would you like changed? Right. And there's honest feedback. Like there's people that said, Oh, like I don't like the ceiling fan makes a noise or little things like that. And like, oh, we'll take care of it. Like,
0: Yeah. yeah if Possible.
1: Yeah. yeah. If, if they would like to stay, I'd love them for the stay. It's we're going to raise rents though. So I want to make sure you're happy mm-hmm. and comfortable because mm-hmm. we'll take care of you. But that's
0: our philosophy. Yeah. We, when we went through our properties too, we, we had a conversation with a lot of our tenants that we could, we didn't get through all of our buildings. Um, We bought from a little bit different situation. We bought from two different landlords who were both Mm. slum (laughs) lords by all means. So we put in like 30 plus K into our buildings or into our houses. And, um, like we had tenants tell us that they were like, like the owner kicked the door down and threatened to kill them. Like that was one of the people, one, one girl, uh, her front window was shattered. She said she had a stalker and all this. Like, so we've, we've had some crazy stuff. Did you give them your phone numbers? no no that was smart. Yeah. <laughs>
1: unfortunately like, because we are realtors though and I'm we sure did easy, the t- to find. yes <laughs> yes, yes. Did, they, did they get your numbers yeah one of them googled me he, he knew i was a fighter when i was out there he was like he, he was when i was in his room he was showing me like some ufc stuff and he was wanting to talk about fighting no Yeah. is so, everybody
3: out there um were they on month to month Or are they on, or, and what are your, what's your guys' strategy when you guys like go like three by three, when you increase the rents, what's your guys' philosophy with how you want to handle the tenants
1: that way? So we were told, uh, Vanessa's advice was to keep it month to month out there. Mm -hmm. So we kept it month to month, um, you know, increased. Everybody is on month to month. That's out there. I think there's one tenant that the seller had signed up like a month before he decided to sell Mm -hmm. who's on a year lease. So Mm -hmm. she's the only one. Um, and she needs a bathtub stopper fixed, but she, she was very sweet. <laughs> Three bucks. Three bucks. That- I, I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, sweet. yeah. So just month to month.
0: Gotcha. Um, I was thinking about it too, while we were talking. So if, if Vanessa is your guys' property manager, how often are you guys chatting with Vanessa? Cause I know like we have almost daily <laughs> communication with the team, but I know that Kid and I being pretty young, pretty, pretty new to the business we're just trying to learn a ton and we're trying to like be as involved as possible. Have you guys stepped away from it pretty significantly or are you guys still in kind of a day-to-day communication?
1: So we're probably once a week right now, just yeah. cause we're still trying to get a feel for turning the units. And mm-hmm. you know, is it, is it better to invest a, a couple dollars into the property to get a couple out of them? Um, you know, when she gave me a bid to like totally revamp the unit, she's like, yeah, it's probably like seven grand to redo it. And you make, make $75 more. Like, let's not redo this one, you mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. it's clean. It's cute. It doesn't need uh, some marble countertops and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some imported <laughs> tile, you know, like we're okay. Yeah. Very
3: cool. Awesome. Well, what do you guys think was the most important part for what was the time frame from starting the research and then locking up that 11 unit? How quick was that for you guys? Or how long was it?
1: So the longest part was um, the lend- the lending side of it. Mm-hmm. We had that eight unit in North Carolina that was from the point where she got comfortable and said, okay, let's commit, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were probably in contract maybe a week later. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. we had locked that one up right away and then, um, or abandoned that to go to mm-hmm. the next one all within about a three week period. Mm-hmm. And then it took us, well, it took the lender about three months, four months to get it going. We actually got hooked Holy up with a, a different lender initially. So we almost lost a deal due to lending initially. Mm-hmm. And the guy didn't want another person that just didn't want our business. Like our money wasn't green. Um, he you got
2: three weeks in and then he like stopped communicating with us. And then finally emailed us back and said, I'm sorry, I'm on federal jury duty. You need to find somebody else. Like, and like the seller was like, are you guys not interested? Like, what's happening? So we had to go find somebody else to source the loan.
1: Yeah, wow. that was our that was our biggest headache. It was just amazing to me that, I mean, it's a sign of the times, I guess. Everybody's doing so well; they don't need uh, they don't need to make right. a commission. When, when it changes, though, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that guy was local. It's like, dude, I'm never calling you again. Like, I would have used you here for clients for me, like
3: moving just, forward. Just like you were saying, whatever. Agent picked up your phone and answered your call. You're gonna to go to them every, si- every right. single time. Right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and our agent's been great. She's been on top of it. But to that point, it was funny. She was paranoid. She didn't send us the whole contract because out here, you know, California contracts oh are gosh. twenty pages, thirty pages. You know, with new yeah. Corona wai- waivers uh, and yada yada. It was three pages out there. I was just four. Was yeah. yeah. Indiana oh was four.
2: Yeah. We, we like, got it. and I'm like, this is wrong. You Call read it. Bad. You read
0: it, and you're like, there's loopholes. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agents texting us, let us know if something doesn't make sense. It's like I read it in three minutes. It's perfect. Like, <laughs> it's clear cut. There's no fluff. I love it.
0: Is it uh, getting a little off topic? Is it a attorney state? Like, do you attorneys close those deals and everything in Ohio? Like for us, it's like an escrow. Is it escrow? It's ours an escrow, escrow state. Yeah. So ours is all through escrow. Got it's it. Escrow
1: too. Escrow. Yeah. 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 We have so letter of intent are, are common out there though. Like that's what we did mm. for the fourteen unit. We provide right. a letter of intent that we did through an attorney. Right. Um, but other than that, like mm. everything else, is traditional escrow and, state. and letter of
0: intent is pretty common for commercial, right? Like that's it, not a residential thing, right? Mm. So we didn't deal with that, right? right. Hmm. Well, very
3: cool. And going back when I was talking about the time frame stuff, what do you guys think was the biggest? piece for you guys going from not having any out-of-state units to locking up 11 units like what do you guys think was the most important part or action or thought process that you guys did as a team individually in order to go and lock up 11 freaking units out of state because that's badass
1: yeah
2: for me it was the mindset like i just had to get out of i love flipping property and renovation so i had to get out of that mindset and like let him take the reins and show me what he wanted to do with the multifamily stuff
1: right for for me going into it it was getting her on board if (laughs) if we're both aligned i feel like we can take on the world if you know one of us isn't 100 percent committed then it's not the activity for us we're we have very similar tastes styles and likes um you know we've been together for 16 years so we work together daily. I see her constantly. Yeah. It's like, I need, I need to have that cohesive, like a hundred percent or it's just not the, not the thing for us. Let's find something else to do. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. We're, we're very similar. We decided like it wasn't until both of us were a hundred percent comfortable that we pulled the trigger. Right. So makes sense. We haven't been married 16 years. We married. <laughs> Seven months. Keep, keep on the track that you're on, you know,
1: future will be bright. Uh,
0: last question. Um, what's next for you? You said you got 14 units. Uh, what what are you guys What are your short term long term goals for like the next one 5, 20 years?
2: That's a good question. I'd say just more the game of Monopoly. Start taking them down.
1: Yeah, we both love playing Monopoly. Um, so now it's cool to be able to actually do it in real life. Uh, that's the goal with Cleveland is just to keep picking and choosing and making sure that we pick up the right properties for the short term the next you know two to five years. Um, long term, I want to be the I want to be the guy holding the note i don't want these properties anymore like really it, i thought it was um big big mindset shift when we went to meet some bigger producers out in arizona and uh you know the guy walked in he opened up the seminar and he was talking to us and goes i used to look at this beautiful building think how do i own that and now i walk in and just think how do i be the guy that owns the note on this and that that was huge for me i was like that mm. absolutely makes sense why do i want to deal with filling it why do i want to deal with the maintenance the people that, just collect your check on the fifth. So that's our, that's our long term. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you guys
3: for coming on. I think you two are when Scott and I were talking, you guys are the perfect example of the people we wanted to bring on going from not knowing really anything about owning property out of state. You guys didn't even go and visit there until you were already in escrow already Uh, intent on purchasing the property (laughs) and then now going from owning zero units to now 11 units out of state in escrow for 14 more and just picking up the phones calling everybody when shit doesn't work out you keep calling the phones until until you get somebody so thank you guys so much for coming on and sharing your guys' story we're super pumped to see what happens next for you guys and so please keep us updated
1: absolutely thank you again guys thank you